Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's Day 34, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, and here we are, day 34, and as usual I'm joined by my good buddy Marvin, who I have to say is looking kind of sad today. Yeah, hi Dave. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the friendly, curious cow. Okay, so what's up Marvin? No, I got in trouble yesterday, Dave. You did? Yeah, yeah, my mom got mad. She said I was being cheeky, Dave. Oh. I see. Well, what happened? Well, Dave, yesterday my mom made Brussels sprouts for dinner. Ah, okay. And Dave, I hate Brussels sprouts. I mean, I I really, really hate them. You know what, actually, Marvin, I do too. They're horrible little things. Yeah, right? So then my mom said I had to eat them, and I said I didn't want to, and then she said I should do what I was told, and then I said she shouldn't make disgusting food for dinner. Ah, Yeah, and then I made a scrunched-up face with my tongue sticking out to show just how disgusting Brussels sprouts are. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I got sent to my room, Yeah, and I'm not allowed any screen time today at all. Okay, well, yes, it sounds like that wasn't a good way to talk to your mom. But I'm glad you were still allowed to come today. Should we get to our reading? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, well, who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Kara. Oh, hi, Kara. Hi everyone, so today's reading's from Exodus chapter 5 verse 1 to Exodus chapter 6 verse 1. Later on, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. They said, the Lord is the God of Israel. He says, let my people go, then they will be able to hold a feast to honour me in the desert. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? Why should I obey him? Why should I let Israel go? I don't even know the Lord and I won't let Israel go. Then Moses and Aaron said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a journey that lasts about three days. We want to go into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't, he might strike us with plagues or he might let us be killed by swords. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their work? Get back to work. Pharaoh continued, There are large numbers of your people in the land, but you are stopping them from working. That same day, Pharaoh gave orders to the slave drivers and the overseers in charge of the people. He said, don't give the people any more straw to make bricks. Let them go and get their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't lower the number they have to make. They are lazy. That's why they're crying out, let us go. We want to offer sacrifices to our God. Make them work harder, then they'll be too busy to pay attention to lies. The slave drivers and the overseers left. They said to the people, Pharaoh says, I won't give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw anywhere you can find it, but you still have to make the same number of bricks. So the people scattered all over Egypt. They went to gather any pieces of straw left in the fields. Pharaoh's slave drivers kept making the people work hard. They said, finish the work you're required to do each day. Make the same number of bricks you made when you had straw. The slave drivers whipped the Israelite overseers they had appointed. The slave drivers asked, why haven't you made the same number of bricks yesterday or today, just as before? Then the Israelite overseers appealed to Pharaoh. They asked, why have you treated us like this? You didn't give us any straw, but you told us make bricks. We're being whipped, but it's the fault of your own people. Pharaoh said, you're lazy. That's why you keep saying, let us go. We want to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get to work. We won't give you any straw, but you will still have to make the same number of bricks. The Israelite overseers realised they were in trouble. 
They knew it when they were told, don't reduce the number of bricks you're required to make each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. They said to Moses and Aaron, we want the Lord to look at what you have done. We want him to judge you for it. We are like a very bad smell to Pharaoh and his officials. You have given them an excuse to kill us with their swords. Moses returned to talk to the Lord. He said to him, why, Lord? Why have you brought trouble on these people? Is this why you sent me? I went to Pharaoh to speak to him in your name. Ever since then, he has brought nothing but trouble on these people, and you haven't saved your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my powerful hand, he will let the people of Israel go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. Thanks, Kara. Oh, wow, Dave. Things really went badly for those Israelites, huh? Yep, their whole life just got a whole lot harder. They had to make the same amount of bricks, but now suddenly they weren't given the straw they needed to make the bricks. And they had to gather it themselves, and that meant the whole thing was pretty much impossible. Yeah, so they got in trouble. Yep, big trouble. And they're thinking, well, gee, thanks, Moses, you show up with all this talk about how God has heard our cry, and you've just made everything so much worse. Oh, yeah. And Moses is thinking, well, God, what's going on? Why have you done this? This is awful. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing isn't making a lot of sense right now. No, at the time it didn't. And that's the thing with this world. Sometimes things just don't seem to make sense to us. And just like the Israelites, we think, well, God, what on earth are you doing? Why is this happening? What's going on? Hmm. But Dave, are we allowed to say that to God? What's going on? That, that kind of sounds like being a bit cheeky. You know, Marvin, God wants us to talk to him about how we really feel. And if we're sad or angry or confused about something, then you know what? We should talk to him about it. We shouldn't pretend we're not feeling that way. I mean, think about it this way, Marvin. Who's your very best friend? Oh, uh, that would be Barry. Barry the fun-loving cow. Okay, well, imagine if Barry was feeling really angry about something, or if there was something that was making him really sad. But he never talked to you about it. Every day, Barry just pretended that everything was fine. Oh, yeah, that that would make me feel like like I wasn't really his friend. Like like maybe he didn't trust me enough to, to tell me how he was really feeling. Exactly. You see, God wants to be the very best friend we have. And so we can tell him exactly how we feel. And you know what, Marvin, if you don't believe me, well, listen to this. Here's a prayer from the Bible itself. This is Psalm 13. And it says this, Lord, how long must I wait? Will you forget me forever? How long will you turn your face away from me? How long must I struggle with my thoughts? How long must my heart be sad day after day? Now, do you hear that? It's saying, God, what is going on? How long is all this bad stuff going to keep happening? Have you forgotten all about me? Okay, yeah. So so if I was feeling really sad about something, well, it wouldn't be cheeky to say, hey, God, I'm really sad that this stuff is happening. No, that's not cheeky. But as we pray those prayers and tell God how we're really feeling, then we also need to remember that God is God and we're not. So things might not make sense to us, just like it didn't make sense to Moses and the Israelites, but God still knew exactly what he was doing. So that prayer I just read from the Psalms, where it says, God, why have you forgotten me? Well, listen to how that prayer ends. It says this, But I trust in your faithful love. My heart is filled with joy because you will save me. I will sing praise to the Lord. He has been so good to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that turned around pretty fast. It did. You see, it's a prayer that says, God, nothing makes sense to me right now. It feels like you've forgotten me. It feels like I'll be sad forever. But then it also says, even though this is how I feel, I need to remember who God is says, God, I choose to trust you because I know no matter how it feels, you haven't forgotten me because I know you don't do that. 
I know you'll never leave me and that you'll never stop loving me. You'll never break your promises. So even if things don't make any sense to me, I trust that you know exactly what you're doing. Okay, yeah. so uh, we can tell God how we really feel, but then we also remember who he is. That's right. Okay, yeah. You know, I hadn't really thought about telling God how I feel about things. Well, if we're going to be a friend of God, then it would kind of seem silly not to, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess it would. Hey, thanks, Dave. No problem, Marvin. So, kids, when we pray, remember, we don't have to pretend that everything's fine. We don't have to pray some prayers that we think we should pray. God wants us to talk to him honestly, to pray what we really think and feel. And then, as we do that, we also remember just who it is we're talking to. God who is good, who is holy, who is sovereign, who is omnipresent, omniscient, who knows what he is doing, even if it makes no sense to us, who is all the things that we've talked about and a lot more. Okay, Marvin, so look, I think that'll do us for today. Tomorrow we'll hear about how God is going to show those Egyptians just who is sovereign. Oh, okay. Sounds exciting. Well, you have a good day, Marvin, and we'll be back tomorrow to finish up week seven. Okay, bye everyone. See you then. Goodbye. We'll see you then. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and John.